0: Everyone and welcome back to Purple Noon, a podcast. I am Stephanie Conti, and I am here with the talented, incorrigible. Is the music playing, or do I have enough time to go through the entire list? <laughs> Savannah, now say
1: hi, everybody.
0: So, as you probably could have deduced by the intro, we're actually going to be talking about the Oscar nominations today um, and kind of going through our predictions, what we want to see, what we think we're going to see, and stuff like that. Um, but, but first, before we even go into Oscar nominations and everything like that and go into our full opinion, we have to talk about the mm, je ne sais quoi, um, Monstrosity is that the Oscars <laughs> are doing right now. So. Savannah, are you familiar with what's going on with the Oscars and everything? Like what their new their new shtick is, what they're trying to do now?
1: Unfortunately, I do, yes.
0: So essentially, if you haven't been following film, Twitter, or any other, you know, <laughs> egotistical side of social media, um, essentially they are, <laughs> you know, putting fire underneath the Oscars and stuff because the Oscars announced that they are essentially not airing some categories on TV. And it's not just like best sound mixing it's actually in you know my opinion and I'm sure your opinion too very important categories such as film editing and I think even like costume design and stuff like that like a bunch of categories are not going to be shown as televised um which I do not agree with because those are some of the most important features when it comes to the Oscars what are your thoughts on it
1: yeah I think we're just minimizing some of the great you know Jobs and and the important parts of film. When Mm -hmm. when you're just explicitly saying, "Hey, these don't matter enough to to show publicly," I think we're putting down people that have the most important jobs, and that's not that's not this the message we should be putting out there.
0: One hundred percent, and it sucks because it's like it's it kind of puts a a damper on it for, you know, people who want to see themselves one day go and, you know, win an Oscar only to them, you know, maybe in the future, it just deemed as not important as the rest, which is just subjective. You know, everyone's allowed to have their own opinion, but it's just not fair for the entire Academy to do that. I also do not agree with the host that were chosen, um... Not no. a fan. Not a fan. I know that they have. Um, I saw the other two girls, I Wanda Sykes and then I can't remember the other woman's name. But as soon as I saw Amy Schumer, I was not a fan. And simply just because I'm not a fan of Amy Schumer. I think uh, she really lost a lot of my respect when I don't know if you saw when she did like the roast of Steve-O. It was the roast of Charlie Sheen, but Steve-O was there. Okay. Do you recall that?
1: No, I don't know anything about that.
0: So it was the roast of Charlie Sheen, but she decided to pick on Stevo because he was there attending and stuff. And I think, you know, death is one of those things where you draw a line at and you don't really pass over and you don't really, you know – um teeter around that stuff, especially when you know, it's publicly known that someone has been like really mourning and in pain over the loss of someone. Essentially, she just starts making fun of Ryan's done death and was saying how, you know, she pretty much says like, I think we could all agree that we were actually wishing it was you, Steve-O, that died. Ew. So, and steve his facial expressions was... He was mortified by it, you know? And it's just at that point, like that's just really disrespectful. That's not comedy. Plus there is massive and massive and massive amount of proof that she has actually stolen a lot of her jokes. Um, So like, it's not like, oh, she stole a joke from the seventies and then redid it. No, like they actually, there's this really big YouTube video clip where it's her essentially, essentially just reiterating jokes Nearly word for word by other comedians from that same year, or only like within a five year distance before. And it wasn't like, yeah, like even like there was a super cut of her um, ripping John Mulaney. Like, and so it's funny because all the times when people laughed, they weren't even her own jokes. So it's just, I don't know. I never saw the movie Trainwreck. I know a lot of people like that, but overall, I'm just not a fan of her personally.
1: I don't like her comedy that is why i like i don't like a lot of not to not to get into you know the whole female comic thing but i feel like she harps on the fact that she's a woman and she talks about like sex a lot in a really gross way i feel like that's her yes. shtick which is fine like if, if you're funny at it go for it but i don't think she's funny I yeah think she, i think she teeters she... the line of like gross and outrageous which works for some people, but it, it that's all I think she has. So I don't know what she's going to bring to the Oscars because the Oscars in terms of comedy can be pretty conservative.
0: Yes. And also there was a point too where um, she ended up, she has a kid and she's married to an autistic man. And she has tended to use that as a reason to make fun of autistic people. And once again, I am not for that. And I do not think that that is appropriate to just collectively say, oh, all autistic people are the same. So I can make fun of them all. So really not a good look and everything like that. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, that is what the Oscars are doing right now. It is kind of ugly and they have a massed amount, major controversy. It's like, I don't think I've ever seen more in terms of like award shows. Like this is like the most out of touch one because there's so much Twitter, you know, feeds and everything like that saying how much, like, all people of film and, like, things like that are so against what they're trying to do. And yet they're just like, well, I mean, hey, you know, hey, I mean, we're gonna try. You know, it doesn't seem like they're really doing and not, not well to with it. Not be rude to anybody's
1: career, but they are definitely out of touch to pick some of the people they did to host. Because these people yes. aren't exactly relevant in no, time. like I like Wanda Sykes, but I haven't I seen her too. in ten years. That's what I'm saying. She hasn't been around. And then also, if it was just Wanda Sykes, I would be like, okay, I can, I can jive with that. But the whole co-hosting mix match, it just felt like very weird and like rushed, put together. Find who we can, you know.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Also, um, the last little uh controversy that we'll talk about real quick. Um, have you seen the Sam Elliott controversy? That
1: man, I I laughed when I read it. I was like, bro, come on.
0: <laughs> I love, and also how, like, he's like, it's scary. not a real Western. It doesn't show America. Bro, you know all the best Westerns are made by Italians who have never stepped foot in America.
1: Look, if he wanted to critique, I get it. If you, if you want Westerns to be made in America, the backbone, that's fine. But I felt like he got very dramatic in terms of, like, this ain't real cowboy. Like, it's a movie, you know?
0: Yes. And I do have to give shout out because my favorite tweet involving the whole thing is from a Twitter username at a smiling bag. And they put a picture of Sam Elliott crying and they put actual image of Sam Elliott leaving the theater after seeing the power of the dog and being sad because it's a little gay and directed by a woman. So (laughs) I really, I thought that was really funny. And it really just kind of shows like that's literally the controversy. That is it. He really got so heated that he was like, What is a woman from New Zealand gonna know anyway? Well, clearly more than you, dude. <laughs> clearly more than you. And I think I like think him I- on um
1: Family Guy. That's <laughs> all I know from his family guy. He's funny. I just felt like it was very dramatic. Like it was also very random.
0: I liked him from the Mountain Dew commercial he did with Little Nas X. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna reduce him to. <laughs> that's it i'm not gonna say it. well i mean like the only other so he was in the big lebowski and stuff like Wasn't that he in,
1: uh star is born was yes. that
0: him yes 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 I th- I he was he's also
1: a pretty good actor i just don't understand like i feel like, like where the a... heat is
0: coming yeah, from it you was know a very
1: dramatic statement and it you know even if he didn't think it was the most like you can think it's not the most authentic but still enjoy aspects of the movie he just came in like guns loaded at this film
0: he was heated over it you know it's It's almost like he acted as if it was like a movie about his personal family (laughs) they decided to make it like you know like let's say they changed the character of him in his life and then you know made it a gay story instead that's how he made it seem like you know and that's very telling that's very telling of sam elliott to do you know
1: that's really funny like don't don't you think uh, what was his exact quote do you know
0: yeah, i could pull it up real quick so it was just the most goofiest thing ever like it, it really was just like you know it's one thing to say like y- sam elliott you could have easily just said i don't think that this is a realistic interpretation of yeah. you know cowboys Why'd
1: you could have just said that whatever her name is jane or something you don't have to come out everybody and the whole country of new zealand for for this cowboy film
0: yeah, and so essentially, um, let's see. Yeah, he said when ta- asked about it, he said, you want to talk about that piece of shit, oh referring God. to the movie. And uh, Elliot described champion uh, Campion as a brilliant director and said he loved her previous work, but he questioned her perspective. What does this, hold on, let me do my Sam Elliott impression. <laughs> What does this woman from down there, <laughs> New Zealand, know about on the American West? <laughs> I can't. Sorry, okay, i going to keep going. And why did she shoot this movie? <laughs> sorry, I teach accents. In New Zealand and call it Montana and say, this is the way it was. That robbed me. The- <laughs> that robbed me the wrong way, pal. So that
1: <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, but how, how do you know it was New Zealand? If, if they didn't tell you it was New Zealand, could you really know that was New Zealand? Do you know what I'm saying? If if they told me that was shot in the middle of Hoosville, Montana, I would have been like, yes. How do
0: you he's know? Like, he's like, uh, and he explains, he's like, well, I'm from Texas, and this ain't accurate. Bro, this is 1930s. You weren't even a thought then. You need to relax, okay? And so <laughs> here's the rest of the quote. He says, he, he said it, he just came from Texas where wow, I was hanging out with my families, not men, but families, big, long, extended, multiple-generation families that made their living in their lives. <laughs> We're all about being cowboys. Elliot likened the cowboys in The Power of the Dog to Chippendale dancers. They're all running around in chips and no shirt, chaps and no shirts. <laughs> there are all these allusions to homosexuality throughout the fucking movie. Is what he said. So that was what I went a little bit Scottish there at the end, but I think we got it because his anger proceeded from country to Scottish because that's just how it occurs. I, um, I don't know.
1: I think he could have just left it as like, yeah, it wasn't that authentic to me. He really like cut throat this film. He yeah, I did it, not like, like it. Like,
0: he, he, oh Jesus, okay. Maybe, maybe it was one of those things where it was kind of like a, uh, maybe like a Pierce Morgan and then the, the, the princess type of situation. Not the princess, but, um, what's her name? Meghan Markle situation. Yeah. Maybe it was that, like, maybe he was hitting up Jane Campion at a bar and she was like, no thanks. And, you know, now years later, he's like, I got all this repression because she she made a homosexual film you know just, it's yeah, just it's so like, crazy
1: he took it very personal that's
0: he what i'm really saying did. like it
1: was like oh a, a personal attack on his family would really like also it is not like jane he took that film. like how i took malcolm and marie
0: <laughs> so
1: no but it's not like this is also like a book take it up with yeah. a book. she <laughs> didn't like come up with these characters yes of course she had like you know some creative things i'm sure she did but this is a book so you need to talk to the author of this book and then, okay, you don't like that it's in New Zealand? Fine. Cool. Yeah. This I, mean, not a I, personal th- attack I mean, I mean, back him. at
0: him. I'm sorry, dude, but your whole Mountain Dew little Nas X type of thing was not very realistic either. So, <laughs> you know, check yourself before you wreck yourself. You know,
1: he took that too. that was too much.
0: That was Way too much. too much, you know. Wait, it was just so unnecessary. Oh, what? Tell me about the movies you've been in. Tombstone, get out <laughs> of here! Come on. Why don't tell
1: him? Somebody tell him. Make a western then. Do it. Roadhouse. Road Go ahead. Yeah, we'll make a western and tell us your interpretation of cowboys. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll make
0: much. a western. We'll star him, and he'll never sh- be shown in the movie because. All men died before they reached his age back in that day. So good luck with your little empty credit if you really want realistic.
1: Come on, Sam, chill out. (laughs) So crazy.
0: Come on, man. All right, all right. Let's get into these nominees, what we predict, what we think is going to happen, just our overall thoughts and everything. So let's start with an actor in a leading role. So our nominees are Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for... The power of the dog, as as Sam Elliott would say. (laughs) Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. Will Smith for King Richard. And Denzel Washington for the tragedy of Macbeth. So Savannah, who do you want to win? Well, Who do you think is going to win?
1: I would really like to see Denzel get it. But I feel like this is going to be like a three-way thing. I think Will Smith actually does have a very good chance of winning this year. And so does Benedict Cumberbatch so yes I feel like it's a toss-up truthfully I do think it'll be between Denzel and Benedict Cumberbatch but Will Smith is definitely a strong I wouldn't be surprised if Will Smith took it this year so I think it's it's anybody's game really
0: yeah so I do think Denzel for me personally I would say Denzel Washington for the tragedy of Macbeth I thought his performance was the best I did not get to see tick tick boom and I did not get to see being the Ricardos um so I can't really say much about the rest, um, but Denzel Washington really did it in Tragedy of Macbeth, so I'm going to say him. I know Will Smith did win recently a SAG Award for King Richard, so I think he would be second in line. And then overall, I think who could be the wild card would actually be Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom, because people like biographies, and that's a biography. So I mean, in a sense, that would boil it down to Will Smith and Andrew Garfield, but I do feel like that could really be a wild card.
1: Yeah, I think so. Every actor, I think, in this category, like every actor, does deserve some recognition. I think everybody does a great job. It's it's nothing not deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I would really like to see Denzel get it. I think yes. he did a phenomenal job.
0: All right, so we are saying that we want Denzel to win, but mostly Will Smith will win. That that's our prediction. And our wild card, we can agree, would probably either be Andrew Garfield or Benedict Cumberbatch, right? Yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, actor in a supporting role. So we have Sirian Hines for Belfast, Troy Kotzer for Coda, Jesse Plemons for The Power of the Dog, J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos, and Cody Smith-McPhee for The Power of the Dog. Um, I'm telling you right now, if Jesse Plemons gets it, this doesn't make sense anymore. <laughs> This man really came in and said, How you do, ma'am? <laughs> I really found your fancy and I like That's your meatloaf. And then he left. And then That's he left. Enough, and then, Phil. you know, that was, <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was it. I so I really, I don't know. No, yeah, I, I listen like Jesse Clemens a lot as an actor, but I don't phenomenal. see him taking this one.
1: There was, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I he's great, but I,
0: mm. did you get to see Coda? I did. Did you like it? I did like it. Okay. I,
1: I, it's not my favorite movie of the year, but I, I really enjoyed it. And I think it's getting the well-deserved
0: attention. Okay. Um, so I also did not get to see Belfast. Um, so for me, I honestly, my guess, uh, I think it's going to be Coda for Troy Kotzer, Because I know a lot of people have been talking about how good Coda is. So I have a feeling Coda is going to take some noms. Like it's going to take some awards with Power of the Dog equally. So I think that actor in a supporting role is gonna to go to Troy Kotzer. However, I can see that. Um, and I think I say that's what's gonna be, and I think the Oscars are gonna to lean towards that wild card, which probably be City and Hines for Belfast. Yeah.
1: Um, I would like to see so okay, I really liked J.K. Simmons role. And being the Ricardos, but I don't know if it was like, I think it was fantastic, but I don't know if it was necessarily enough. Oscar worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Coda will get it. I think Troy Kotser will get it. And I think the wild card will actually be Cody Smith-McPhee.
0: You know, I can see that, but I just feel like for Cody Smith-McPhee, there wasn't, an, personally for me, there wasn't enough range. I mm-hmm. think his performance was great, and I really like his character, but I really think majority of the character did the work rather than him, if that makes sense.
1: Sure. Yeah, that does make sense.
0: Okay. So uh, who would you say is your number one? Who do you think is going to win, and then what is your prediction?
1: I think Troy Kutzer will win. That's my prediction. And okay, I do same. think the wild card will be even power up the dog. I do think for some reason I could see Cody him Smith taking McPhee. it. Over some of the other ones, yeah,
0: yeah, and so I do see. I, I think it'll be the that, and then possibly also Syrian Hines. I think yeah. has a possibility because I know Belfast was talked a lot this year. Um, now let's get into actress in a leading role. So we have Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart for Spencer. With everything going on, I think it's going to be Kristen Stewart.
1: And I I'll, I'll, I agree. And I, I saw the movie and there is a lot of Princess Diana stuff out with the crown. Yes. And there's been a lot of like, there's been, um, I think a film before. She is the best Princess Diana and she will probably be the only Princess Diana in most of our eyes. She did the most amazing job and I do think she deserves it. Mm-hmm. Now I will say a really high second contender is Jessica Chastain. I also saw that movie, and she was unrecognizable.
0: So you know, I actually would have thought Andrew Garfield would have been nominated for that movie than Tick Tick Boom.
1: I I thought so too, but I I I really I think it comes down to the fact that the eyes of Tammy Faye didn't get much traction.
0: Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah. It, it's one of those things where it's like, it's a drama and it's in such a niche category too. You know, it's like corrupt pastors. I think that's what it's about. I didn't see it. Um, it, but
1: yeah, I mean, it was, she, it was more about a corrupt pastor and his like actual Christian wife. Mm-hmm. So I think it was just in a very, like, I don't know too many people that would want to go see that. I saw it cause I liked both of the actors and it was fine. It was a good movie. I remember so the I,
0: commercial for it where she's singing
1: "Jesus is taking me higher." You know, I just remember that recognizable her voice, yeah. everything. So, if like she is a very very close second. Nicole Kidman did a good job too, but I it 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 doesn't.
0: Square up i think you know what it is also i think also even though Nicole coleman nicole the kid coleman uh nicole kidman did a really good job because i did see most of being the ricardos mm-hmm. um yeah i saw like half of it um for what i saw she was really good but it, it still didn't feel convincing and we talked about how they just looked older you know maybe if she was 10 years younger it really would have been like wow but i yeah. that does kind of take away a lot of it. So I think that's why she's not going to get it. It's the same reason why I think, um, remember a few years back, uh, Renee Zellweger played Judy Garland?
1: Yeah. It was kind
0: of like that scenario, you know?
1: And she was, I did see the movie and she was great, but I I, I do think something was off and it was probably her face or her makeup or how they, you know? Yeah, so,
0: okay. So we agree, Kristen Stewart, and then wild card is going to be Jessica Chastain. Yes. I think Olivia Colman was nominated because she's always good, you know? And I also think in terms of Best Actress in a Leading Role, there was not a lot for that category to be added to. I can't really say about Penelope Cruz in Parallel Mothers, but I do think it's really cool that she is also the second um, husband-wife duo to be nominated alongside Jesse Plemons and Kristen Dunst. Yeah, very cool. So that's pretty cool. But um, yeah, and I've heard good things about Parallel Mothers too, but I haven't been able to see it because they're not showing it anywhere near us. <laughs> um, yeah. So there's that as well. Um, in terms of now, actress in a supporting role, we have Jessie Buckley for The Lost Daughter, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, Judy Dench for Belfast, Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog, and Ajune Ellis for King Richard. Um, so once again, Kirsten Dunst, she was just... I can make a good meatloaf, and he's your brother's <laughs> driving me insane. That was the whole situation. Thought she was good, but not good enough. Not even – and sadly, it just – she didn't have enough screen time to, in my opinion, waver getting the nomination. Um, yeah. I'm going for Ariana DeBose.
1: Me too. I think um She's she also was... been winning
0: it in everything, you know, and she's also been winning everything. And I think I, I, out yeah. of all of them, she definitely – she was the one I think who worked the most out of the entire West Side Story cast because she danced the hell out of that. She sang the hell out of that stuff and she acted the hell out of that. So I think that that's why she's going to win.
1: I think she also brought like something different to the role. Like they gave her definitely more depth and I think she kind of ran with it. So I think she deserves
0: it. Yeah. And she made it her own, you know, for the second retelling of West Side Story. She really knew how to make it her own. Um, Who do you think could be the wild card? Alice uh, for King Richard. Gotcha. And who does Anjune Ellis play? Is, does she play one of the sisters? Yes. Okay. Okay. So she must be very young then.
1: I think she's got to be.
0: I got to look this up real quick.
1: No, I. D- you know what? I don't think it's the sister. It might have been the mom. It might have been the mother.
0: Yeah, it's, yes. It, me it, looks like wrong. It's... it might be the mother then. I think it is the mother.
1: Okay. Cause I remember they had the girls had different names.
0: Yes. Yes, 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 yes. You're right. Yeah, it's the mother. So okay. okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and then we have on here animated feature film. So we have Encanto, we have Flea, Luca, The Mitchells versus the Machines, and Raya and the Last Dragon. I'm going for Luca. I'm going for all the way. Cause one of my besties, Alyssa Ragney, was a uh animator for the movie so i am legally not allowed to say any other movie for this category except luca and also to support her i really love luca was my favorite out of all of them um i have a feeling Encanto. i mean i'm not thinking but i just have a feeling they that always Encanto, give it
1: usually to a disney movie however i heard the mitchells versus the machines i didn't see it but i heard that is a real game changer and it actually might have a chance this year against disney I did Yeah, hear I did
0: see, once again, my friend Alyssa she, posting that stuff and posting how, how much she loved it, too. So I think that is, you know, that did seem like a strong contender. But I'm going to say Luca. We love Luca. But yeah, so I, I say Luca, everything Luca, wildcard Luca, everything Luca. <laughs> what is your opinion for the animated feature films?
1: I genuinely would like to see Luca. It was my favorite Um, but unfortunately I don't think it'll surpass Encanto because of all the traction Encanto got and Mitchell's in the machines because I know they were a little bit more critically acclaimed.
0: Gotcha. Okay. And what's really, really interesting. So the animated feature film is also nominated for documentary Flea. So Flea is nominated for both animation as well as documentary too. So that's really, really interesting. I, don't, awesome. I think that, that might actually be a first. Well, I think maybe Persephone was nominated for that um, a few years back, but it's really cool to know. Yeah. Um, cinematography. So we got, uh, for cinematographers, we got Greg Fraser for Dune, Dan Loudson for Nightmare Alley. Sorry, I burped. Ari Wegner for Power of the Dog. Bruno Del uh for The Tragedy of Macbeth and Janusz Kaminski for West Side Story. This is a mm, tough one. This, this is, is a like tough a, one. This, this is anybody's is
1: like, game. Anybody's this is game actually
0: here. like the hardest decision to make, especially since um, the one movie I, I did not see Dune. I did not. I was not able to Ugh, see Dune. You gotta see um, Dune. It's
1: out. Obviously. Ooray. Obviously. Ooray. It
0: looked great. So I know that it's a definitely a contender. But Nightmare Alley was visually stunning. Um, Power of the Dog, visually stunning. Tragedy of Macbeth, extraordinarily stunning. And West Side Story was immaculate. Um, I would probably vote for Tragedy of Macbeth because I think it was really ingenious how they worked with, you know, black and white. And I think people can view that as, like, limitations. I think, though, that it showed how well they were able to do with a black and white challenge, if you will. Um, but I also could see West Side Story taking cinematography.
1: Um I I really do think every one of these cinematographers deserve it. But Yes. I think it'll be, be I, I genuinely think it'll be between West Side Story and Dune, and I would pick West Side Story.
0: Gotcha. Um do you think Nightmare Alley or Tragedy of Macbeth could be a wild card though?
1: I actually think Power of the Dog would be the wild
0: card. I have because, yeah, the the area. You know, I think for me, the reason why, like, because cinematographers are essentially the people, not many people know what cinematographers do. Directors talk to the cinematographer. So if the director says, I envision this, the cinematographers make it happen. Yeah. So I think for, even though Power of the Dog is beautiful film and stuff like that, part of me wonders if that's also just due to location. Rather than cinematography, which it still makes it a beautiful film, but that's, I still, I'm very partial to, I've also shot on black and white before, so I know how tough it is to shoot on black and white. And because a lot of people think it's easy and it's not. Um, So that's why I'll also say Tragedy of Macbeth, because it's hard to make, especially now since we have color, black and white interesting. And Tragedy of Macbeth makes black and white interesting. So I'm going to go for that one. Um, Okay, so we got costume design. So we have uh, Cruella by the costume designer is Jenny Bavon. We have Siriano. Oh, Lord, this is a great name. Massimo Cantini-Parini and (laughs) Jacqueline Duran. We have the costume design for Dune by Jacqueline West and Robert Morgan. uh, Luis Sequeira for For Nightmare Alley. Um, Isn't that partially your husband's last name? Yeah.
1: Gotcha, but i
0: never refer to him as that partial last name
1: no i don't either <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then west side star story uh paul tazewell um i think this g- has to go to nightmare oh no this gotta go to white west side story
1: i agree yeah
0: i think dune is very like futuristic garb <laughs> a lot of mundane tones and stuff, and it still looked pretty cool, but I think West Side Story was explicitly harder because of how vivid everything was. Yeah, I agree. I I think West Side Story will get it. And also the fact that they had to pick all these outfits and design them and everything like that and still keep everything up and fitted for dancing and singing and all the running and stuff like that.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm gonna go with West Side Story, however, I do think Dune could have a shot as well.
1: Uh... I West Side Story. I actually think maybe Corella because that's the only other like Siriano is period pieces, and Nightmare, *Nightmare Alley* was cool, but also a period piece. Um, but I think Corella had more of the outrageous costuming, so maybe Corella. But I I do think it, it will mostly go to West
0: Side Story. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Um. Next, we have the the category of directing. So the nominees are going to be Kenneth Bronnen for Belfast, uh, Reizuki Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, PTA for Liquor's Pizza, The Power of the Dog for Jane Campion, and Steven Spielberg, West Side Story. I personally think, so I have not seen Drive My Car. They have not shown it in our area. I've been very sad because I want to see it. I think you know where it
1: might be on, um, let me look it up. It might be on HBO.
0: Oh, I know. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I think it comes out in a few weeks on HBO. Before the Oscars, it does. We gotta watch it. So, um, I think based on the hype that that film is getting, I think that has a great chance. However, my personal pick would have to be West Side Story. Now, I will say something. I think... Even though I haven't seen the movie, I am going to speak freely about this. I think licorice pizza needs to be taken off this list, and it needs to be replaced with the tragedy of Macbeth. Yeah. No competition. Um, No competition whatsoever. I haven't even seen the movie, but no competition.
1: I think Drive My Car could get it based on the attention it's got. Mm -hmm. I do think... I personally would go with West Side Story as well. Yeah. Uh, I think Power of the Dog could get it. Unfortunately, I do think the wild card is Licorice Pizza. Like, I, I could see them uh, giving I it. I
0: think the wild card is Belfast. Because I it's Kenneth Branagh. I mean, I think everyone's rooting for Kenneth Branagh. you know?
1: I could see the Academy just giving it to like Like, I, I just see them doing that. Yeah. I don't agree. I don't think it should be on the list. But PTA is kind
0: of famous for stabbing this. Yeah. Some kind of award. But I, I just, I don't think that this is going to be the one for him. Um, I hope to, not. Like, take I, it.
1: I would like Spielberg to get his 500th Oscar.
0: <laughs> but you know what? It's well-deserved, too. Like that, yeah. I think out of all the movies, I think West Side Story really did have the most love poured into it from cinematography from directing and stuff like you could genuinely tell it was a project that was very well cared for you know yes um all right so we do have some documentary categories have you seen any of the documentaries listed because i personally have not Uh, unfortunately i don't think it's fair to randomly vote you know (laughs) based on the name
1: i have not so we should probably move on
0: Okay, so we are going to skip documentary feature and documentary short. That does not mean, though, that if we did not have the chance to watch it, that we would not watch it. We would totally oh, yeah, watch no. it.
1: Yeah,
0: um, Film editing. So film editing, we have Hank Corwin for Don't Look Up, Joe Walker for Dune. Why did I say Walker like that? My <laughs> lord. Pamela Martin for King Richard, Peter Skibaris for The Power of the Dog, and Myron Kernstein and Andrew Weisblum. For Tick, Tick, Boom. So I was not expecting Tick, Tick, Boom to be a part of film editing um, on here. I definitely thought um, probably I, I actually thought like maybe Nightmare Alley and movies similar, like the drama pieces that we have would be more up there. Um, yeah. So what do you think could be a good contender for film editing?
1: Um, probably Dune i would have to say dune as well power of the dog i don't like i'm very i'm gonna be very vocal about this i did not like don't look up okay i did not like it i thought the movie was not good very pandering and um good acting uh film editing i don't i don't see personally it i don't see why they're on the list so not don't look up tick Mm -hmm. tick boom i imagine it's I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But I I, it would probably for me between Power of the Dog and Dune.
0: Okay. I'm probably going to go with Dune just because in terms of editing, right? In terms of editing, when you compare all these films, even just little portions of it, Dune, I would have to argue is significantly harder to edit because you're editing in a lot of green screen. You're editing in a lot of things that are not there that are supposed to be there in the film and stuff. So that's why I would think Dune, just because overall it was a tougher challenge to do, you know?
1: Yeah, I could see that.
0: Um, so I personally have not – I do want to talk about international feature films I just want to talk about them because I kind of want to start a conversation because I really want to know what people think is the best one. Like, what, you know, because they do seem very interesting. So, obviously, Drive My Car is nominated um, for Japan and it looks extremely interesting. And it's going to be on HBO Max soon. So, when it gets on, we will watch it then. Um, Denmark, Denmark apparently made Flea, the animation film. So that's really impressive that it's not only nominated for best animation film, it's also nominated for best documentary and best international feature film. So that really heightens how much of a competitor it is to Disney slash Pixar films. That's great. Yeah. And then there's also another movie called The Hand of God, which I did hear very, very good things about as well as I heard great things about the worst person in the world. They were actually showing it at AMC, and I saw the posters for it, and I was like, that looks interesting. I kind of want to see it. So I have heard exceptional reviews on the worst person in the world. Yeah, me too. So out of all of these, I can't really say, like, what do you think? I mean, you could say which one you think is going to win. I think it's going to be Drive My Car just based on the buzz about it. Um, But out of all of these, like, which ones are you, like, the most excited to see when they're available?
1: Um, I, I'm excited to see the worst person in the world. Cause I've only heard good things about it as gotcha. for drive my car. It's interesting because it's very critically acclaimed and I have heard good things about it, but I have heard from the common, like, you know, also people on Twitter that it it's a little slow.
0: Gotcha. But I've
1: only heard good things about the worst person in the world. So I'm very excited to see that. I also think, isn't it a comedy? Is it not? Uh, Did I get that? Drive my car? No, worst person in the world. Oh, I believe so. And I think that's kind of big.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Because movies
1: usually don't make it into the, you know, award shows, at least for the Oscars.
0: And so just letting you know that Denmark film Flea. Um, it is about the true story of a man, Amin, on the verge of marriage who compels him to reveal his hidden past for the first time.
1: Oh, I've seen, I've seen the trailer for this. I have.
0: Yes, it looks really great. Um, And <clears throat> for the worst person in the world... Uh, it says the chronicle of 4 years in the life of julie a young woman who navigates the troubled waters of her love life and struggles to find her career path leading her to a realistic look at who she really is so very and don't get scared the director's last name is trier but it's not it's not lars so don't get scared <laughs> this is norway not denmark don't get Tra-
1: scared dramatic okay
0: Um, Okay. So let's move on. So I think, you know, there's definitely, that's definitely a tough competition just based off the hubbub that all those films are getting and receiving. Um, Mm. So let's talk about makeup and hairstyling. So we have Coming to America. There's a whole list of names for each section. I'm not going to say, um, just because it will take too long. But we have Coming to America, Cruella, Dune, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and House of Gucci. So who do you think is going to take it for makeup and hairstyling?
1: The Eyes of Tammy Faye.
0: I could definitely see that. Definitely see that. Um, I think, yeah, Eyes of Tammy Faye, just even based on the trailer alone, too. Um, The only other thing, sorry, my puppy's barking in the background. Um, The only other thing, so House of Gucci, I kind of hope wins, just because Lady Gaga did post about how um, the person who is actually, who did House of Gucci and everything, the makeup and hair for it, specifically the hair, um, it was his first time ever working for a movie before. And he like, essentially he was a part of Gaga's team and he had worked really, really hard. Like he created a different wig for every single look that was like imagined, essentially. I got to find the post that Lady Gaga made, but it was like really impressive. And I was, you know, I really liked it. Um, Yeah. So the person who she named is Frederick Aspirias. So apparently she says she's worked with him for the last 15 years um, he prepared dozens of wigs for months and months and did at least a year of preparation. Very cool. So, yeah. So, I, I definitely, you know, and it was his first film. So, I kind of hope for that, too, just because I, I really like that story and I think it would be super cool for that to be, like, the the winning story, if you will. Um, but I do think The Eyes of Tammy Faye was significantly, like, a tougher thing to do, you know, in terms of make Well... Jared Leto did look pretty unrecognizable.
1: That's true, but I think she was in that makeup chair for like seven hours. hours okay, and
0: so I, and plus it is more the lead and stuff like that. So I'll give it to the Eyes of Tammy Faye, and I would I I'd also be okay House with of Gucci, House of Gucci. I think
1: yeah, I think it's between those two.
0: I think it would be like Eyes of Tammy Faye one, House of Gucci two, and then everything else would kind of be probably Dune would be three, and then Carella and Coming to America would be either way yeah okay now let's talk about music and original score so we have nicholas Breitel for don't look up we have han zimmer for dune we have jermaine franco for encanto we have alberto iglesias for parallel mothers and johnny Greenwood for power of the dog um I don't want Power of the Dog to win, not because it was a bad soundtrack, just because when watching the movie, I kind of thought it was not enough for the circumstances and everything. I wanted sharp violins and cellos, (laughs) like, you know, like, like, I wanted that type of level of ambiance beyond everything. And so that was one of the downfalls of it. I mean, Hans Zimmer is such a freaking fan favorite, you know?
1: I think he should get it. But I think Encanto will get it.
0: I think, yeah. Especially because of, (laughs) I'm just thinking of TikTok and everything. And you know how much Encanto, we don't talk about, (laughs) you know. I didn't even see the movie. And I could pretty much. should. It's a cute movie. (laughs) But I'm not, I don't
1: think it should have gotten original score. But it's on here. And I think because of all this, it's going to get it. I do think Dune should get it.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So I, I would say Dune, just based off that. I really didn't get to listen to Parallel Mother soundtrack as well as the Don't Look Up soundtrack. So I'm just going to have to go with Dune and probably Encanto would probably be what would win. Yeah. Um, in terms of original song, we have Be Alive from the film King Richard. We have, um, which is actually music and lyrics by Dixon and Beyonce Knowles-Carter. So Beyonce is nominated for that song. Um, we have, oh God, do I have
1: to Dos speak Spanish? Oruguitas. Dos, oruguitas. Dos
0: Oruguitas for Encanto, which is, of course, by Lin Manuel Miranda. I love watching people on TikTok. Mock and make fun of Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh. Like, not like a mean-spirited oh, lamb, way. Yeah. Like, like, a really funny, like, there's this one guy who does an impression and he does it so well that oh, when I know he, who
1: you're talking he about. He uploads yeah.
0: uh, like, videos of it on YouTube. He gets copyright strike because they think he's just playing Lin Manuel Miranda in the background because <laughs> he did a cover. So, I really, you know, I really like that. Yo. Really surprised. Why did No Time to Die not get nominated for original score? That score was fantastic. It was. Once again, by Hans Zimmer. So, okay. I just yeah. realized that after looking at the list. Um, but Yeah. One of my favorite things on TikTok is like where someone was like, Lynn manuel Miranda writes. Lynn <laughs> manuel Miranda impression. They started doing, you have the right to remain silent. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, then you have Down to Joy from the movie Belfast, which is by Van Morrison. Um, you have No Time to Die. So by Benny Eilish and Phineas O'Connell. My God, what an Irish name! Yeah, right, Billy Irish and Phineas O'Connell. <laughs> I never realized it. I always just thought it was Phineas, so I never realized like what his last no, name was. It's the O, hard O. But that means her name is Billy eilish O'Connell. Oh my God, how Irish can <laughs> you get? Wow! And then you have somehow you do by from the movie Four Good Days, which is by Diane Warren. Um. I'm really hoping for "No Time to Die." I really love that song. I like Billie Eilish and I like Phineas too.
1: I do too, but I also like Dos Aruguitos because it's about two caterpillars that are in love.
0: (laughs) I also do think the wild wild card could easily be Beyonce. Easily be Beyonce. I
1: don't think she should get it. Like I didn't. It was. It's a good song, but. I think everybody else is a really good contender, and I don't think we should just give it to her because she's Beyonce. Not that it's not a good song, but I I could see it turning into that.
0: Okay, I do think though that if any song from Encanto was going to be nominated, it should have been. Why we don't I, talk about Bruno? Because that's I don't the know one why. that sticks in my head. It
1: was our yeah. It's the f- it, well, arguably it's the best one. I like this song. It was and our I think wedding day is that the lyric <laughs> yeah you have to watch it you'll like it
0: okay i'll watch it i'll watch um, it i have to channel my heritage is it puerto rican
1: it's no, not right Colombian.
0: <laughs> okay
1: not well, us um, i i think it'll come down to those two i i do think Encanto will get out i think the song's very pretty but no time to die is great too so i don't know it's anybody's
0: game Gotcha. Okay. So then we have mm-hmm. Best Picture nominees. So There's we too many have people on here. <sighs> it's a long list. Okay. So we have um, Belfast. Uh, so the producers are nominated. So that includes Lo- Laura Berwick, um, Kenneth Braunen, Becca Kavovic, Tamara Thomas. And then we have Coda, which is Felipe Rosalette, Fabrice Gianfermi, Patrick Washberger, Don't Look Up, Adam McKay, and Kevin Messick. Drive My Car, Teruhisu, Yamamoto, Yamamoto. Dune, Mary Parent. That sounds like a fake name. Yeah. Mary Parent, (laughs) Denis Villeneuve, and Kale Boyder. Okay. (laughs) Now I'm just judging these people's names. I'm sorry. You have King Richard, Tim White, Trevor White, and Will Smith. Licorice Pizza, Sarah Murphy, Adam Somner, and Paul Thomas Anderson. Nightmare Alley. Guillermo del Toro, J. Miles Dale, and Bradley Cooper, because you know he likes to get his hands and then <laughs> Um, We have the power to dog Jane Campion, Tanya Seghatchian, yeah,
1: Emile Sherman,
0: Ian Canning, and Roger Frappier. And then for West Side Story, we have Steven Spielberg and Christy Makosoko Krieger. So this is the best picture. This is the best of the best for the year of twenty twenty two. And I hate to say it, it falls short. There's because one too
1: many on this list. I'm there's j- I'm one not too gonna many, lie. and
0: they didn't even get in all the best ones. So for sure, one hundred percent, the tragedy of Macbeth should have been on here, should as have replaced, well as Don't
1: Look Up. Didn't like Don't Look Up. Was as really well as, was as I,
0: I really do think uh, compare it like thinking of all of these films and stuff. I do think Red Rocket easily could have contended for Best Picture. May have not won, but I think it easily could have been on here on the I list. I think he should have gone for directing. A for directing, percent. yes. Yeah. Or even so. best screenplay, which we yes. haven't even gotten to yet. This list is weird. This list is jacked. I hate the way it's there, made. I,
1: I think it's too much. Like I, I think we could have – not that – a lot of these films are fantastic – but
0: of course I do
1: not think every single movie on this like they didn't need to put 10 movies on this. yeah first. like That's we love Nightmare
0: Alley but I think we can both agree that we don't think that Nightmare Alley is going to be seen as good as like we as like people are not going to think of how good it is like we think so I don't think Best Picture is going to go I, I to Nightmare think,
1: Alley I don't think it's going to go to Nightmare Alley I don't think it's going to go to King Richard don't look up Belfast or Coda I don't think not that they're not good movies in itself the real competition
0: is West Side Story, Power of the Dog, Dune and Drive My Car.
1: Yes. I so, hope so. I hope they don't throw like Don't Look Up or Licorice Like I don't I don't want that. Anybody else could win.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to see uh, Paul Thomas Anderson go up on stage and say something stupid like the past few months he's been doing. He's been taking Ls on all his interviews. You know, it's
1: funny though because I I you I think told me that your dad thought it was boring. And I've just been hearing a lot of people say like, this is a boring movie on top of the controversy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also one of those things where for majority of people, I think honestly, if Paul Thomas Anderson didn't make this, no one would be talking about it. Or if people were talking about it, they would only be talking about it for its controversy, not because it's a good movie. I think sometimes people just really want to like the controversy and really just want to get in on that bandwagon and everything just because it's hip, it's cool, you're unique, you're so different if you like a film involving grooming, you know? Like I think that's what people are kind of getting sucked in by. But the fact of the matter is is that it's a movie that's not supposed to be made for you and me and even for our age group. It's not even supposed to be made for anyone like over 25 based on what it is, you know?
1: yeah. I don't so think it should I be don't want to see it
0: just because I don't want to see it win just because of that. And then also, once again, I do not like the way that Paul Thomas Anderson has been handling the feedback that he's been getting. All really great criticism, by the way. And he's just not knowing how to take care of it properly. Um, with that being said, I do think probably it's either going to be Power of the Dog or West Side Story. I think those are really the two top big contenders.
1: I hope so. They better not. Stephanie if don't look if don't look up gets it I will have to like get on this podcast and rant for an hour So and I then I also think so that there much. could
0: be a wild card and the reason why I say this is because a few years ago do you remember oh what was the movie it was the movie about priests sexually molesting children and it Doubt. was nominated for so much and it was nominated for best picture and the only thing it won was best picture and it lost every other category
1: It Spotlight. was out spotlight spotlight or doubt oh my god there's so many movies about pre
0: <laughs> i think it was spotlight um, oh i did
1: i did like spotlight i did yeah like spotlight a lot. i think
0: but no one was expecting that to win the best picture Award, so I think that there this year. I think there's going to be another wild card thing. Oh like God! That. Okay. And I think it's going. <laughs> I think Belfast is going to take an L on every category except Best Picture. I'm my my gut and my groin is telling me that Belfast is going to take this home. I could be wrong and stupid as I have been before, but I, something's telling me that a spotlight type of thing is going to happen, and we're gonna. Because that how else is the Oscars going to get hubbub? We got to really throw us some curve, you know, and they're going to okay. be like, oh, yeah, you thought Dune was going to win West Side Story? No, Belfast.
1: Uh, you know what? I can get down with Belfast.
0: So I think that's going to be their wild card, and I think that's going to be the outcome. I think it would be cool to see, but, uh, you know, it, it would be definitely very interesting.
1: Yeah. No, I'll, I'll get down with Belfast.
0: So what would be your personal pick? I would say West Side Story.
1: I, I think West Side Story or even something like dune i wouldn't mind seeing when but i i would personally like to see
0: west side story get it gotcha 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 um so let me ask you this is dune as good as prisoners
1: i i don't think you can comp- i think it's different because dune is like very science fiction I, I don't think there is a need for that intensity that prisoners has so I think it's very hard to compare movies like that. I think Dune, in its element, is the best.
0: Then but let I me ask you this: think, How about isolate the directing? Isolate the directing from Denis Villeneuve. What do you think is better?
1: Again, it's hard because when you look at the <laughs> acting and when you look at like the storylines, you're talking about like two different worlds. Yeah, Prisoners I can see is, that. Is a, is a fantastic like crime thriller and then dune is like science fiction sand you know like (laughs) a little slow burn it's quiet so it's hard because i think um they're good on it i i think they're both good in its element um i think the real question would be like is dune the best I think Dune is the best science fiction film in a very long time, and I think it's going to revive that genre. That's Honestly, why I say
0: it. David Lynch supremacy. <laughs> I'm sorry, this.
1: I think David Lynch had good intentions, but he tried to stuff. Like, Do you two know that someone actually told him
0: like he was doing a panel, and someone was like, "Dune is my favorite movie," and he pretty much said like, "Don't talk to me." Like he was so like he hates that movie. What he made, he was poor. <laughs> He does not talk about it. I think he did
1: his best. and I really like Kyle
0: MacLachlan. Oh. Kyle MacLachlan, young Kyle MacLachlan has nothing on Timothy Chalamet. Oh, little, little <laughs> Timothy Charlemagne. Little Timothy. Um, by the way, so I just saw. Um, apparently, West Side Story is now available on Disney Plus and HBO Max, as well as Drive My Car is available now on HBO Max. Woo. So, um,
1: no excuses. I think West Side Story overall, though, hits every mark. Yeah. Acting, entertainment, directing, you know, everything. So I Mm -hmm. do think they should get it. But I am saying I would also wouldn't mind seeing Dune getting it.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So then the next one we go to is production design. So we have Dune, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. This is the one where I don't think Tragedy of Macbeth is going to get because there are some very cool scenes and everything like that, but it's still very barren. It's not a lot. Um, I think this is going to have to go to West Side Story just because of how they were literally able to make you know 1950 sets come back to life and stuff. I think that definitely is going to go to them.
1: Possibly also
0: Dune would probably be a good fit for that category as well.
1: I don't want to see Dune get it because I think West Side Story did like actual literal sets. Yeah. And we don't see that in film anymore. Everything is kind of like computer. Um, And I think with a movie like West Side Story, it was necessary and it kind of brought the movie to life rather than doing everything, you know, in front of a green screen.
0: Gotcha. And then, so I'm going to say West Side Story, and I think you say West Side Story, and then Dune. Um, so um, I can't really talk about short film, animated, or live action. Just haven't seen them. I'm looking if there's any familiar names on them, and I don't recognize any of the names um so let's move on to sound so the sound nominees are for belfast dune no time to die the power of the dog and west side story i mean i think west side story this is another category for them that they're easily going to take
1: i tell you who shouldn't get it dune i tried to watch dune on hbo max i couldn't hear a damn thing the whole time (laughs) full volume on my computer i thought something was wrong with it silent and it wasn't supposed to there were like times where like things were like exploding i couldn't hear a damn thing they should not be nominated (laughs) maybe i need to see in the theater maybe that's the the gist but i saw it on hbo max maybe it was an hbo max era couldn't hear a thing sorry wow
0: okay and then i think also no time to die is good because you know you have like all the bullets and everything go off and of course you have like the classic james bond you know music and everything but i i do think west side story is what it's going to go to Officer Kripke. Okay. Um, so for visual effects, we have um, Dune, Free Guy, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi and the Legends of the Ten Rings, and Spider-Man No Way Home. This is another really tough category because all of these have exceptional, um, you know, uh, visual effects for it. What Out of all of these, which one are you rooting for?
1: Mm, probably Spider-Man, truthfully.
0: I or, I would think so just because of the Doctor Strange sequences.
1: Yes. I, no Time to Die is good, but I do think Spider-Man deserves this one.
0: I think it's honestly going to be like the top real top 3 contenders are going to be Spider-Man, which would be number 1 in my opinion, Shang-Chi, and then Dune. Yeah. So I would say that, but I, I do, I, I, I am hoping for Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, are you one of the people that think that Spider-Man No Way Home should have been nominated for a best picture? Okay. Or could have been? Could have it's been. hard
1: because I think what the Academy tries to do, right, is similar to what the Criterion does in a way where it kind of takes the movies that kind of hit all the marks. So directing, acting, writing, production, and everything. And although I don't think every film deserved to be on the Best Picture list, I don't think Spider-Man hits all the marks. Now, that's not to say that I don't think they should be in more categories. Because I do think, as time is going on, Marvel, even DC superhero movies they are kind of upping their game. Mm -hmm. So I could see this totally changing, but I don't think right now Spider-Man should have been best picture. Not because it wasn't fantastic. I just think you're taking away from another movie that put in hard work in different areas than... Because at the end of the day, um, I don't think there were certain things that they had to put that much work into. I don't know if that makes sense, but
0: Okay. Like like I, I can see like, you know, you know, acting, for example, and not to say that anyone in that movie is a bad actor, but there definitely takes a lot more level of character studying and overall prep for something like Power of the Dog, you know, for Benedict Cumberbatch's, you know, um, example, you know, than something like Spider-Man, you know. So I can see that. However, I will say if licorice pizza could make on it then Spider-Man No Way From No Way Home deserves an even higher seat at the table.
1: Um But that's the thing I don't think they should have put that movie to begin with. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it I think Spider-Man is better than that movie but does Spider-Man belong on that list? only because yeah. and I don't another think, movie like, shouldn't I, have
0: i do think that honestly because i think spider-man no way home is genuinely a well-rounded movie I, i'm genuinely
1: surprised though that the other like the golden globe sag awards didn't give any kind of notice to anything they did yeah yeah because so, especially with william defoe i mean i am william defoe fan number one of course, I'm a little biased, but I'm gonna be totally honest. He totally deserved
0: a supporting actor role in Jesse Clemens.
1: Something, something. I think this yeah. movie, if you're asking me if, should, if it should have gotten more, yes, Best Picture, I feel like that's hard because there were a lot of movies like Red Rocket that didn't got nominated and should have
0: gotcha. And Red that's Rocket
1: fair. put a lot of work, the acting that was a very complex movie and should have gotten Best Picture, but I do think. As time goes on. Because I'm not I'm, I'm not one of those people. <laughs> I'm not also one of those people that are against like, oh, Marvel is not real cinema. No, no I think honestly true.
0: Marvel has really put like, you know, Marvel's maybe five years ago picture? you asked me, I would have been yeah. like, yeah, like it's not that great. Or not even though it's just that great. It's just not that same level, like same caliber. But honestly, like after, you know, the past, I think for me, I really started having a turning point with Marvel after I saw Shang-Chi. I was like, oh, okay, Marvel's actually, like, really putting in more effort now. They're not just writing the coattails off the Avengers. So I think Marvel is heading in a really good direction. Kind of like what, like you said, what DC's doing, like, with the whole Batman and stuff like that. I think they're heading in a good direction for that. I personally think that Spider-Man No Way Home, in my personal opinion, it did deserve a nomination for Best Picture. Could it win? It could. Would it? No. No. But um, and then I do also think that William Defoe did deserve. I mean, (laughs) come on, that's some nice cheap trick you got there. I mean, come on, great impression.
1: (laughs) I just think I just think better
0: than my Sam Elliott
1: impression. (laughs) I just think Marvel still has a little bit to go before they hit that. I think Marvel. This is this is maybe what I'm getting at. Mm -hmm. Until they're not afraid to do certain things, I don't think so. Yeah. Marvel is still afraid to get into dark places.
0: Kill your main characters. Kill a superhero. Make him go no, through. Don't a mental wait till illness. the very Don't wait till the sixth installment. Give me a movie where it give just him, ends. Give a superhero a mental no illness. No continuation. That's
1: what I want to see. Mental illness. Give uh what's give give the Star Lord Prozac or something. You know what I'm saying? Give him a struggle. Make Star Lord bisexual and something. make him come to terms with that. I just think that until <laughs> Marvel can Go to those dark places, and I understand a lot of these movies are for kids. So dark I'm not places. saying
0: being gay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like they you get mean.
1: serious about certain things, and I know that Marvel is for kids too. So I'm not saying they gotta go like full horrific stuff. But I do think they're still afraid to get into that serious level, and until they can do that, maybe not yet, because I do think there's a lot of. When you start getting to those themes, you can add a lot of complexity to your characters and to the
0: storyline. Yeah. So I do think
1: maybe if they keep going down this road, and maybe you're saying essentially
0: of- like Spider-Man is like the turning point for Marvel now. That like from here on out, that that, that they do have. Well, the they, capability gave, yeah, of of doing they gave yeah because they gave
1: Spider-Man a struggle. Yes, he had to choose between like oh, everybody ever known is never gonna love me or see me or know who I am again. Or I let the whole world burn. Now, they were very loosely fun with that, which is totally fine. Mm-hmm. It could have been a twinge darker. That's all I'm saying. And you could have gave maybe Tom Holland and Zendaya more... Oomph. Complexity. Yeah. yeah I think there could have just been more complexity, especially in their sidekicks and side characters. So that's all I'm saying. But... I do think Spider-Man should be recognized for what it is. I think it deserves awards. I just don't know if they're there yet. Not to sound pretentious, like, oh, the Academy. No, the
0: Academy messes up all the time. So, I know I do think that you're onto something, though, because I do have... Something in my gut is telling me that not Spider-Man, but the next Doctor Strange movie could be that new bridge. Because sure. you have Benedict Cumberbatch, right? You have, like, once again, some of the best visual aspects of Spider-Man is all in that movie. So yes. I think that's that's going to be that bridge that we could potentially see where oh, it goes from, you know, Marvel now going real cinema, you know, that that real good cinema that we in. I don't
1: think the Academy could ignore it for much longer. I also yes. think because WandaVision won a ton of awards at the Emmy. At the end. Because Wandavision got dark. Yes. Yes, yes, yes got dark and she was very complex so i think if they start bringing that into their films yes absolutely Yeah, because i
0: do think honestly if for tv shows and everything but honestly in terms of marvel overall wandavision is the best project that they've done because it is so well rounded and it covers so much stuff and they were not afraid because since you had so many different episodes and stuff like that they essentially had more time to play around with things that normally they would be afraid to play around with so I totally agree on that. If we can start, you know, applying those kind of tactics from WandaVision into their movies, I think also, too, they're realizing, like, oh, they can still make money if they don't make children's movies at the (laughs) end of the day, you know? I mean, look at Batman. Many Batman movies have always teetered on the rate, like Joker was R-rated, and it's still extremely popular despite it being r-rated you know kids can still dress up as joker or batman whatever it may be so i think also there's that too you know i think we need to realize there's also enough content out for children
1: in terms of superhero stuff coca melon coca melon (laughs) (laughs) no um no there's just years and years of like the kiddish Batman and like Batman from nineteen ninety seven and the Superman. And Teen Titans Go. There's nothing wrong with making films that are family oriented, and I think that's what Marvel goes for, and that's totally fine. But they did it through WandaVision. They can do it again. WandaVision yeah. was not this crazy adult. You know, there were a lot of, but they were complex themes that we understand, and then kids can also enjoy because they're superheroes and fighting. So I think. They kind of crack the code with that show. If they can keep doing that, yep. And bringing that complexity and darkness into their characters
0: while also having light moments? Yeah. Why not? Put them in the Oscars. 100%. I also do think the acting is yes. something that needs to be dialed up a little bit more for. Like, look, I yeah, did I cry when, you know, Aunt what's her name? May Aunt May, I almost said Mary, Aunt May, (laughs) when she got it, but honestly, I honestly would have preferred it if she got, like, original Spider-Man style, you know, the Greed Goblin's little craft just shoves right into her and pierces her (laughs) spleen and her liver simultaneously. That would have made me cry. Bring out, do the stuff that is making me cry while watching Euphoria and apply it to Marvel. Go dark. Make me sob. Make me angry. Go ahead. Play with my emot- emotions. I want Marvel to do so. I think they
1: are definitely heading in that direction. And I don't think the Academy can ignore superheroes for that much oh, longer. Oh,
0: one more thing. I think Spider-Man had a fantastic soundtrack, especially for best original song. When the night is taken over in the moon's <laughs> Banger! That had such a great soundtrack, okay?
1: No, I think this movie should have been recognized a little bit more during award season. For um, sure. William All right, Buffett let's get got into- nothing. I'm very sh- upset constantly.
0: That the man- That's a nice trick like, you got there, Oscars.
1: That man did Nightmare Alley, this, and he was also in another movie at some point. I watched him like three movies this year. What's going He's wor- on?
0: He is working, working his-, his
1: little- He's working- <laughs>
0: and working off. his da fussy <laughs> off and it's 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 not it's, How old it's is not he being, homie's yeah. like 68 oh my god i think he is actually 68 am i right he's on new? that 66 not there yet okay okay so he's he's 66
1: so yeah but like getting I' getting up there you know give him some recognition and also you know what props to pacino
0: props for chino 80 something years old i think he's 80 Okay, genuinely, if anyone was going to be nominated for House of Gucci, and we'll talk about this more when we actually talk about House of Gucci, it should have been Al Pacino. It should have been Al Pacino's. Yes. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Also, you're right. Pacino working his Gucci off, too, in all of this. Are you kidding me? He's going it, to be it's... on Succession? Ugh. The man, okay, but are we getting him back for Hunter season two? <laughs> I don't know. What's going on with that, <laughs> by know. the way? What's, What's going going on happening? With that? Where is it? But Al Pacino, like, he's not slowing down. And it's crazy because he went through a period where he, like, slowed down, I would say, like, in the early 2010s. Now he's ramping it up. He's everywhere. It really, like, 2019, he became everywhere. Because he was in Once Upon a Time. He was in The Irishman. He was in Hunters. uh, He was in House of Gucci. And he's in so many other things coming up, too. I love him. He's King Lear and King Lear, <laughs> yeah, okay, so it, it, it's he's he's doing very well. Very, I do get very
1: bad well. news though; the show what? isn't coming back till next year. Hunters, yes.
0: Oh, the, this the this series is actually still filming. Amazon Prime, I need you to stop wasting your time on this Lord of the Rings stuff that you're doing, and you I need saw- you to give me a season of Hunters <laughs> first. How do we get Lord of the? before hunters Two, did you know that lord of the rings is going to be the most expensive tv show ever made where they say it's that going to cost insane. one billion dollars to make
1: who, who has that money nowadays
0: oh, bezos he's do. oh i forgot it's prime baby amazon prime it's all bezos money I, like Bezo keeping,
1: books. I, I really hope one of the theme parks makes the little hobbit area i'd like to go to the that's new zealand no, <laughs> the entire country get of to, new zealand
0: you're bring a little bit of that to florida just lord of the rings you know you just want to live in a little underground bunker hall.
1: we got harry potter i don't see why we can't also have Lord of the rings
0: that's that's valid that's that's totally valid um but all right let's move on to our last two categories so we have best adapted screenplay so the nominees are coda by cn heater We have Drive My Car by Raizuki Hamaguchi and Takamasa Oi. We also have John Spates, Devi Villeneuve, and Eric Roth for Dune. We have Maggie Gyllenhaal for The Lost Daughter and Jane Campion for Power of the Dog. Um, I really don't know enough about The Lost Daughter, and I don't hear enough about the hype about it to actually think that it's going to get anything. I think probably Dune is going to get it.
1: I've never read any of these books, um, but I assume Dune too Okay. because of how – I've heard it's very accurate to the books at
0: least. Gotcha. And then so for best original screenplay, we have Belfast written by Kenneth Branagh, Don't Look Up by Adam McKay and David Sirota. We have King Richard, which is by Zach Balin, Licorice Pizza, which is PTA, and the worst person in the world, Iskil Vot and Yachim Trier. So, um, I feel like maybe possibly because worst person in the world made their way onto here that it could be a possibility of it. Um, I like to see a Belfast.
1: I don't know about – I think worst person in the world too. I think – yeah, I
0: think honestly between Belfast and – um, the worst person in the world. Like, out of all of these, though, for original screenplay, man, how are you going to nominate Don't Look Up and Licorice Pizza and not consider Red Rocket. I know. It was a big snub this year. It was so good. Like, even despite seeing West Side Story and despite seeing, you know, uh, the tragedy of Macbeth. I still love Red Rocket. We talked about it. I, I'm I still love Red Rocket the most out of all of those because of how unique and original it was. So it really did deserve a spot on there without a doubt. And <laughs> arguably I feel like adapted screenplay could have also been Tragedy at Macbeth too. But then again, I don't think did they really? I, I never read Macbeth well, before McBath the original. Be,
1: uh, like in, yeah, you're right. I don't know.
0: Yes, I don't know if it was verbatim that I could understand why it was not, you know, applied. You know, but it's
1: it's interesting because Sean Baker has never gotten any recognition from the Oscars.
0: He has not, and that's disgusting. But the only thing is, <laughs> William Defoe was nominated for Best Supporting for *Florida so Project*. That's what I'm saying. I feel like it's a direct snub. What's going on, guys? It's because obviously the Oscars have no taste. If they're going <laughs> to put Amy Poehler on the front run, come on.
1: What else is Sean Baker? Do you know what else his next thing is?
0: Um, I am not too familiar. I can look it up real quick and see if he has he anything, have anything planned. Else? Maybe not,
1: honestly, because that just came out.
0: Let's see. So, in terms of no, it looks like right now. Um, <gasps> oh my so he God, probably he's does from New have Jersey. <laughs> yes, we're homies. What is it with us and our proximity to? to uh, New Jersey-based directors.
1: I don't know. I mean, I'm from New Jersey, so I'm excited to see somebody else is from New Jersey. So I'm like,
0: ah! But. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) New Jersey, um... um Yeah, so that is all... No, that is it. So that is our complete Oscar rundown. Let us know what you guys thought. If we mentioned any movies that we may have said that it was, um, you know, that we didn't get a chance to see and stuff like that, please comment down below your thoughts and everything. Um, So the 94th Academy Awards are going to be premiering at the Dolby Theater Sunday, March 27th, 2020 in the evening of, you know, whatever time. Um, So... Yeah, so that is when not sponsored. Could be, should be. Just putting that out there. Um, so yeah, so that is our takes for the Oscars. As always, thank you so much. Um, Sensei David, Homeboy James, and Danny Boy. Thank you so much. And if you want to know how you can be shouted out every single episode when we get to record, uh, please check out our Patreon and all the links left in the description of our YouTube channel and YouTube video, whatever you're watching on. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And, you know, being supportive. We're sorry for the inconsistencies. I got sick again with a sinus infection. So I apologize. Um, You know, I literally could not, like, you guys are actually welcome. Because I was (laughs) hacking. I was hacking. And I did not want to talk about movies. And then all of a sudden, you would just hear me coughing loudly and shockingly into your ears. So, yeah. And then, of course, too school and everything like that but we're still chugging along we're gonna keep going uh check out the links below to see ways that you guys can support us and next time you hear from us we will actually be talking about house of gucci boof boof (laughs) (laughs) all right um see you then bye bye